You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> I can't believe what transpired on Thursday night. I, I, I can't even put in... I could hardly put into words what in the world occurred at Lincoln Financial Field on Thursday night. By the way, thank you for tuning in. Episode 45 of the Wide Right Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. What the hell happened on Thursday? What the hell happened on Thursday? 21 to 10. Game over Eagles win within like what? 2 minutes? It seemed like 2 minutes. It was actually 6 on the field. Um, you know, 6 some odd minutes. It was just a brutal night to be a Giants fan. Brutal couple of days to be a Giants fan. That's saying something considering it's been a brutal season thus far. It's been a brutal couple of seasons since 2017. But just what a... That was the worst Giants loss maybe since the Deshaun Jackson punt returned 10 years ago. This 22-21 Eagle uh, loss to the Eagles, probably the worst loss since the 2010 Eagles loss. I can't think of... I can't think of any... Between that game in 2010 and then Thursday night, I can't think of a game that was worse. I can't. That may have been the worst loss since the Deshaun Jackson punt return. Crazy. I shouldn't be too... Dis- I, I guess I shouldn't be too disappointed, though. Because I knew the Giants were going to blew this opportunity from the get-go. Okay, right from the beginning. Giants had a chance to not just win two straight after after an 0-5 start, not just notch a big win in Philly, which they haven't done since 2013, which is also insane. They also had the chance to make noise in a putrid division. None of those things I just named actually happened, like, ever. Giants had such a massive opportunity, and that's why I knew they would blow it. That's why, you know, 21 to 10 with 6 minutes to go, I said this game is this game ain't over. And it wasn't, obviously. Right after Carson Wentz Eagles went down the field on a seamless drive. Giants get the ball back. Evan Engram drops the pass on third down. Oh, that's new. Eagles come down again. First down after first down after first down. Touchdown to Boston Scott game over. I knew they were going to blow this game. I didn't think it was going to be in that fashion, but I knew they they one way or another they'd lose. I know I tried to do the reverse psychology in the last episode, predicting them to lose, to you know to see if it would work again. But in the back of my mind, I knew it wouldn't because I knew the Giants. There was just no shot there winning this game. It's too big of a game 
When, when do they win the big games? You know, with the exception of, like, the Super Bowls. And so when do they win the big games? They don't anymore. They're hardly in them anymore. Couple takeaways from this game. None of which are positive, by the way. First and foremost, Jason Garrett's play calling. Boring. Ineffective. Uncreative. Okay, something has got to change with that or else this offense won't put up enough points to win any game this year. Okay, don't forget, it's not like the offense put up enough points against Washington to beat them. No. They had the, the, the Tay Crowder uh, scoop and score. So it's not like, you know, this offense has been any sort of productive consistently for, you know, at all this year. And it comes down to Jason Garrett's play calling. Giants' first drive against the Cowboys was awesome. Creative play calling, uh, spontaneous, came down the field, touchdown to Evan Engram. I, 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 at least from, in my opinion, I thought they had it figured out. I'm like, this offense has it figured out now. Finally. And then they have gone away from that creative play calling style since. And they've hardly been able to do much. Daniel Jones fumbled again. I understand the game was essentially over because it was the last drive. It was like 40 seconds to go. But the turnover issues continue. I don't think the pick was his fault, so I won't talk about that. I'll just talk about the fumble. But the turnover issues are continuing. This is becoming so ridiculous. It's every single week this happens. Every single week, we got to see Daniel Jones either throw a pick or fumble the ball. Either way, every single week, he kills drives by giving the ball to the other team. Simple as that. And it's every single... It's been every single week this year. Every single week, I believe. Every single game, he's done that. And people wonder why Giants fans also want Trevor Lawrence. You know, not all of them, but there are Giant fans who want to get the number one pick and get Trevor Lawrence and ditch Daniel Jones after two years. That's like a thing. It's like some people want that to happen. I'm not going to say whether I want that to happen or not, but, you know, that's that's not like some sort of hypothetical or narrative. It, it, that's, Giants, there are some Giant fans out there that want Trevor Lawrence, and it's because of this. It's because of the turnover turnover issues and the, you know, inability to put together consistent, effective drives. Another takeaway, the defense cannot get off the field, especially in the big moments. Giants once again lost the time of possession battle, 32 minutes uh, to 27 minutes. And I'm pretty sure now within four, so seven games, yeah, 14 separate two-minute warnings the Giants have played. So within those 14 two-minute warnings, which is a combined 28 minutes, if you do the math, the Giants have allowed 56 points within those 28 minutes. 56 points. That's over 100 points you're allowing in a game. You know, Magic Harper couldn't cover anybody and he makes too many mistakes for my liking. Ryan Lewis is inconsistent at the other cornerback spot. Jabril Peppers is no good in coverage. He allowed the final touchdown pass from Wentz to Boston Scott. And even James Bradbury made some mistakes. I know he had the interception in the end zone, but he still made mistakes in this game. This was not James Bradbury's best game. Just from a, you know, just from watching the tape, like watching the film, like, this was not James Bradbury's best game. Okay? Defense has to get off the field. Yeah, I understand the rankings are good. I understand this defense and this pass rush and the secondary is better than it was last year. It's better than it's been in the last couple years. But none of that matters if you can't get off the field on third down and you can't get off the field in the big moments and make stops in the big moments. The Giants, 
are allowing too many third down conversions. They're allowing points in the big moments. As I just said, 56 points within those 14 two-minute warnings. So, I mean, the rankings look good. The numbers look good. But what does it matter if you can't get off the field on third down and in the big moments? It doesn't matter. Newsflash. It doesn't. Okay? Moving on. Next takeaway. Can they trade Evan Engram at the deadline, please? Can they just realize he makes too many mistakes and give him away? I'm not saying cut him. I'm saying, you know, try to ship him off at the deadline, at least get something in return for him, please. Okay? He can't block, so he can't be a tight end. He can't catch, so he can't be a slot receiver. In the, the one of the last Giants drives, in between the final two scoring drives for the Eagles, when the Giants had the ball back, Evan Engram catches that pass on third down instead of drops it, like he's done many times already in his, in his young career. He catches that ball. We're having a different conversation right now. But that's not what had occurred. Despite Daniel Jones placing a good ball there for him, despite Daniel Jones making a good throw, that's not what occurred. Of course, Evan Engram drops the pass. Because, you know, that, it's so fitting that he would. In that situation... It's so fitting that he would drop that pass. But they got to they, they gotta say goodbye to Evan Ingram. At least get try to get something for him. If not, I guess get rid of him. Just altogether. He's done. Too many mistakes. He can't catch. He can't block. You know, he has... He can't consistently produce. He'll have one catch a game. Two catches a game or whatever. He, disapp- he has one catch and then he disappears for a quarter and a half. I get he's athletic, he's versatile, but what does that matter? If you can't catch, you can't block, you can't do anything. Maybe they can get a fifth for him, or maybe a fourth, maybe. But knowing Dave Gettleman, they'll probably get like a sixth or seventh round pick. And then knowing the Giants will probably go someplace else, and then he'll be like a pro bowler there. And finally, my big takeaway from this game the issues with general manager Dave Gettleman. Reggie Bush said it perfectly on Twitter Thursday night. Credit to Reggie. Only person that should be doing post-game for Giants tonight is the GM. Close quote. And yes, we know Dave Gettleman didn't give up an 11-point lead with six minutes to go. But Dave Gettleman's job is to assemble a roster of guys and put together a quote-unquote culture, which I'm sick and tired of hearing, In order to win games, his job is to assemble the right group of guys in order to get victories on the field. And they have gotten 10 since the beginning of 2018. 10! Since the beginning of the 2018 season, Gettleman's quote-unquote efforts to put together a productive and decent roster of guys at least has led to 10 wins since the beginning of 2018. So we understand Dave Gettleman isn't on the field. We understand Dave Gettleman wasn't screwing up in the secondary. We understand Dave Gettleman wasn't fumbling the ball late in the game. And we understand he didn't give up an 11-point lead with six minutes to go. But you know what? When you're failing to put... When your job is to put together a roster of guys in order to win games and you're not winning games, guess what? You're not doing your job right. You're not doing your job well. At all. And look at the guys he's putting on the field. 
not putting on. Look at the guys he's bringing onto the team to be able to be put onto the field. Who's Madre Harper? Who in the world is Ryan Lewis? You know, they got rid of Beckham and now Marcus Golden, but Engram is quote unquote talented and should stay. Dave Gettleman, your job is to help this team win games. Therefore, you're not doing your job, man. You haven't assembled a roster that of guys that can win games and close out games. Simple as that. And you got guys in the secondary you can't cover. Okay, you got Andrew Thomas, so I'm definitely I want to be patient with, but you know, sometimes it's hard to be because he keeps, you know, he's a he's a turnstile at left tackle. You know, Will Hernandez has struggled for much of the last couple of years. He was good his rookie year, then he's kind of fallen off since then. Yet no talent on the offensive side of the ball. There are so many teams that are just so much more talented than them when it comes to offensive weapons. You only per- Reggie said it. Reggie Bush said it perfectly. The only person that should be doing post game for the Giants is the GM, because that's you know when you are doing such a piss poor job three straight seasons of putting together a roster of guys that should win games. You need to go in front of the media and you need to answer questions. You need to be asked the tough questions and you need to be able to step up and answer those questions. Because the New York media and the New York fans are all sick and tired of you know, Dave Gettleman making the decisions he's made and then going and hiding from the media the entire year. He comes for his one, his one like State of the Giants press conference at the end of the year and that's it. And he goes and hides for the entire season. If Gettleman isn't gone by year's end, I have no faith in this team improving in the future. In the near future, at least. He's got to go. He's got to go. Look who they have on the field. What talent do they have in the field? Offensively, um, you know, Bradbury's a good pickup. But other than that, I mean, you know, Bradbury and Logan Ryan are good pickups. But, I mean, Madre Harper, seriously. Ryan Lewis. Ryan Lewis is playing well for a little bit. Then he made some mistakes the other night. So, it's it's uncanny. It's depressing. And the impatience is at an all-time high. Okay. Dave Gettleman is not doing his job correctly. And is not doing his job good enough. And uh, we were brought back to reality of that. We were brought back to reality with that on Thursday night. What a disaster, man. What a disaster of a finish. And that's it, by the way. I'm done with the season. That's it. That's the season right there. It's done. What games are they going to win? Maybe Washington Washington again? If they do, that's probably it. What games are they going to win the rest of the year? It's proven that the woes, the struggles against Dallas and Philly are still very much alive. They've lost both of them in the last couple of weeks. I don't think they're beating Cincinnati. Definitely not Cleveland. Definitely not Arizona. Seattle. No. Baltimore. (laughs) No. Pittsburgh. No. Where are the wins coming from? Maybe Washington and that's it. Maybe. But what a disaster of a game. And again, I shouldn't be disappointed. I knew they would blow it. It was too big of an opportunity for the Giants to pounce on. And I knew they were going to blow that opportunity 100%.
It's embarrassing. It really is. This fan base is embarrassed. Um, everyone who supports the Giants are embarrassed. It's embarrassing. It's an embarrassing time to be a Giants fan. And who can blame Gi- And who can blame those Giants fans who are embarrassed? Look at the product that's being put out on the field. Even if they're in games late, still got to close them out. And they couldn't even do that. <sighs> what an awful finish. And what an awful couple of days it's been to be a Giant fan. What an awful year it's been to be a Giant fan. Seriously. I mean, it's getting to a point where it's, it's, it's ridiculous at this point. It's honestly ridiculous. And who knows when it'll change. I don't see it changing anytime soon. But, thank you for tuning in to my immediate reaction to the Giants' debacle. Late, late game debacle against the Eagles. Uh, so, as far as the upcoming episodes are concerned, probably going to do one early uh, in the week to um, to just so I sort of fill the void because it's been a couple of days since the Giants played. So, going to do one early in the week to fill the void of not having an episode for a little while. <clears throat> excuse me, a little while. Do some like midweek news, something like that, and then we're going to have another episode a couple of days before the Buck the Giants play the Bucks on Monday, November. What is that? Second? Yeah. Giants play the Bucks. Monday, November 2nd for week 8. We'll have a podcast episode uh, a couple days before that. Just to sort of, you know, obviously a preview like we always do. Um, but as for right now, thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, my name is Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Subscribe to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. As well as follow me on Twitter at RyanHoney, E-S-N-Y. That's at RyanHoney, E-S-N-Y. And um, alright, I'm out of here.